0: Off the Chains is sponsored by Simeon Brothers Creative. Design, print, and promotion. For any of your graphic design needs, please follow Simeon Brothers Creative on any of your social media platforms. That's S-I-M-I-A-N Brothers Creative. Beast call me Nate, yeah. I got too much sauce on my plate. Yeah, Devin Owens no with the left hand, shout out D Money from the West, man. E Mack on the True Boy, yes, White Jesus, stay blessed, man. It's about time, ain't it, Johnny? But I can't name like everybody. Shout out Big Jump, Katrina Allen, Val Jenkins, Ysaki, Sapple you Matt Dollar, Sarah Holcomb, I say, Boy, stop me. Jessica Wees, that girl is a beast, they crushing it like double G, yeah, yeah. Hello, Disc Golf World, and welcome to Episode 9 of Off the Chains, a disc golf podcast for those who have a true love and passion for the sport. I am your host with the most, of course, Cody Intervold, PDGA member number 148739, And this episode, like every other episode, has been sponsored by my dad's graphic design company of Simeon Brothers Creative. Now, I don't know if anybody really listens to the sponsorship at the very beginning, but if anybody is looking for any work graphic design-wise, when it comes from like t-shirts up to hats, um, anything that your graphic design needs crave, please follow my dad's uh, graphic design company at Simeon Brothers Creative. He is my sponsor for this podcast even though he doesn't pay me for it as much as i would love for him to pay it but he's my dad i'm not going to have him do that so check them out and any of your social media platforms as i always say in the sponsorship at Simeon brothers creative so please give them a look also i want to start off episode nine this week by giving up a couple of thank yous and that first of all i want to thank I uh, give a shout out to my, uh, my brother Kyle's best friend, Mike McKetta. Uh, I just saw Mike McKetta this past Monday as he came over with, uh, for uh, dinner with my family and uh, let me know that he is now following me on spotify so mike maquetta thank you so much for that i appreciate all the love and support from everybody especially those who are really close to me and my family so mike maquetta thank you so much for following me on spotify i greatly appreciate that and also if anybody has my good buddy jake farmer on uh, snapchat or facebook or anything or even his sister angel um Big shout out to them, as they're always, every time I put up an episode of my show, they're always the first ones to share it on Facebook. Uh, and then today, uh, Jake Farmer always does these Motivational Mondays, these Talk About It Tuesdays, these weird, uh, weird Fact Wednesdays, you know. But he decided to put them all into one thing today and told everyone to come and support the show, uh, Off the Chains podcast. So Jake Farmer... Love you, love you, brother. Thank you for always supporting me from, time, from high school days up until now. You've been one of my biggest supporters, and I love the hell out of you, man. You're a good dude. So thank you so much for everything that you do and everything, all the shout-outs you've been giving me. And also your sister, Angel. I could never forget about you. Thank you so much for always sharing my episodes. You guys are amazing, and I love you guys both very much. So, All right. We'll move, other than that being said... Uh, we're gonna start off episode nine by talking about the NADGT National Championships that were taking place this past weekend in down in Austin, Texas. Now, NADGT, for those who don't know, stands for the National Amateur Disc Golf Tour, and that is something that I'm actually gonna be focusing on mainly next year, as I wanna I wanna be like all those twelve those one thousand two hundred sixty competitors all from every division, starting from rec and on up. Uh, performing in that and getting points and getting invites to that so that would be something pretty cool but the national amateur disc golf tour is for anybody who is wanting to become a pro or take this sport a lot more seriously that tour is definitely the thing to follow um and also collect those points for ma1 and stuff so you can get invites to Am Worlds and um USA DGC, united states amateur disc golf championship so um Stuff like that, like I said, is stuff on my bucket list. I hope to do sometime soon, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, So NADGT stands for the National Amateur Disc Golf Championships, or the National Amateur Disc Golf Tour, I'm sorry, and the championships, I'm sorry, were this weekend. So now, unfortunately, I was not able to watch a lot of it as they showed round three on the Disc Golf Network, which I unfortunately just unsubscribed to because uh, I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to, um, because they said, like, if you sign up for the network, you know, you can, um, you can, um, add in, like, you know, put in your PDGA number, and you can add in your, uh, and you can get that discount for $499. I could not figure that out at all, like, after I already subscribed before I had my number. Um, so that's why I deleted it. That's why when new season starts next year, I can open a new one, hopefully put that in, and pay the half price for it. So, But round three was shown on the Disc Golf Network, and then the final round was shown on the Disc Golf Network as well as YouTube. And like I said, I wasn't able to catch any of it um, until the final round. And by golly, was I happy that I caught that final round. Um, And ended up seeing the final four consisting of uh, Micah Groth from... from Woodruff, South Carolina. And that was Micah Groth from South Car- Micah Groth and Brent Hanu. Sorry, oop. Now I'm doing something wrong. Hang on. Sorry. Oh, hang on. I'm doing something wrong. Oop. Thanks, take forever to load. Okay. All right. So I had Micah Groth, uh, Brent Hanu, Calvin Pettigrew, and Matt Haney were the were the four, uh, final four on the lead card going into the final round. And just when you thought Micah Groth was gonna run away with this, taking having a four-stroke lead going into it, what was that not the thing? As Brent Hanu from South Carolina was right on his tails, um starting from hole starting for the first three holes, birding the first three, then parring out holes four and five. And then he birdied uh holes six through oh, ten, pars eleven, and then he started slowing down after that birdie, 12. And then from there, he pars 13, 14, 15. And then uh, 16, 17, 18, managed to end up taking bogeys on all those three holes, shooting a 61 out of the 67 um, cor- uh, course par at the Met Center. Uh, shooting a 10-10 rated round, and Micah Groth ended up taking it down, which ended up, actually, Brent ended up having the one-stroke lead on Micah going up into, like, the last two holes, and then Micah got the birdie on hole uh, 17 as Brent got the bogey, and then Micah ended up laying up and taking the par to end up winning, eventually winning it, and taking it from Brent, who was just on his coattails, ended up kind of cooling off a little bit after he got off to that hot start, but Micah Groth ended up being your 2021 NADGT National Championship winner, shooting a 996 rated round. Final round, shooting uh, out of the 18 holes, he managed to get eight birdies, uh, five six pars, and then he bogeyed four times, putting himself at a four under round, finishing at 18 under and winning by two strokes. Brett Hanu, like I said, ended up starting off hot, getting uh, let me see seven of the getting seven birdies on the first nine holes then he kind of cooled off after that as he only took one uh, two birdies in the back nine as he also took three bogeys and three pars like I said his round ended up being 10-10 with um and then Matt Haney ended up finishing tied for fifth at 11 under for the tournament as Calvin Pettigrew ended up finishing in seventh and then the third place winners was Joseph Anderson um, who ended up getting the hot round, final round, shooting eight under for the round, um, and having a 10-25 rated round, finishing at 13 under for the tournament, and giving himself a solo third after that awesome final round finish. And then Dylan Sapala, if I said that right, ended up rounding out the top four with fourth place, shooting a 12 under uh, tournament and a seven under final round. And he is there. I believe all four of these people are from South Carolina. Oh no! Sorry, Joseph Anderson was from Bushnell, Florida. So, three of the top four players ended up that end up getting the top four were from South Carolina. So, apparently, the state to go to to play disc golf is South Carolina. So. <laughs> no, but all seriousness. Now, Micah Groth, for only being 16 years old, ended up taking first place in an MPO division in an MPO division uh, ranked tournament. At 16 years old, this man ended up taking down 10. That's right, you said it, or I said it, 10000 goddamn dollars for first place, with Brent getting 5000 for second, Joseph Anderson getting third place at 3000 and then Dylan Sepal, like I said, getting 2000 for finishing fourth place. So con- big congratulations to them. And also, on a related note, for all of my Illinois locals out there, ladies and gentlemen, for anybody who would like to know what Mr. Steve Ratchin did, or i don't fucking know how you say it and i apologize if i said that wrong ended up getting what did he finish oh he ended up finishing let's see he ended up finishing tied for 13th with a six under tournament and a one under final round shooting a 974 rated round ladies and gentlemen Mr. Steve, who was going to be the tournament director of The 11th Hour on November 20th from Tinley Park, Illinois, ended up shooting an event average 992 and shot 11 points above his rating, finishing tied for 13th out of. Oh, I'm still scrolling. Out of 319, so a top, t- uh, tied for 13th place finish out of 319. Steve, a big hell of a congratulations to you, man. As there's so many people doing this, the fact that you were able to go out and take, uh, all, and take down a top 15 finish, out of 300, almost 320 competitors in that division alone, that is by God impressive. And sir, congratulations to you. So, uh, and I was gonna end up playing the interview that Micah Groth um ended up doing for um uh terry miller the disc golf guy and his co-host on smashbox uh, tv podcast but unfortunately that interview was like 50 goddamn minutes and i only get an hour for this so uh that would end up giving me 10 minutes to talk about little other things so but yeah Micah groff your 2021 mpo national amateur disc golf tournament national championship winner with brett hanu joseph anderson and dylan sopala all are getting second third and fourth place so big congratulations and shout out to them and hopefully the nadgt will be championship will be will be something i will hopefully be at next year hopefully just i hope i can have a great off season and get in shape for that so all right and now on to the fpo for the nadgt and you know i didn't really watch this because it was a goddamn blowout like, it was not even close. Aria. And the first place winner was Aria Castruita from, um, I don't think I said her last name right, from B-Strip, Texas, so Texas local, um, finishing first place with a 5-under final round, finishing 4-under for the tournament, and event averaging at 960, which she is a 892 rated player. So that is, oh my god, that is absolutely incredible. Uh, but her round started off with parring the first three holes before getting four birdies in a row, and then taking a bogey on uh, hole eight before parring on nine, finishing the front nine with uh, at three under. And then she meant, and then the back nine was a little different for her as she did par, birdie, bogey, birdie, birdie, double bogey, par, birdie, birdie. So she kind of kind of fell off the wheels off the rails a little bit there at the back nine on a couple holes, but. It didn't really matter. She could have literally bogeyed every other hole and still taken the first place as Britt Sawyer ended up from Loveland, Colorado, was ended up taking second place, shooting a 3-under final round and finishing 8-over par. So, Aria ended up winning by, like, by, uh, 12 strokes. So, like, once it got to, like, hole 13-14, like... I love watching disc golf, don't get me wrong, but, like, she's already up by that much. It's, there's, like, no point to watch. Like, 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 don't get me wrong, I still watched it. I still watched it just because of the fact that I love the sport of disc golf. And I just love seeing people shop. And especially pl- watching amateurs play instead of pros, so that way I can relate a little more instead of watching professionals like Eagle McMahon, who can throw frickin' 700-foot sh- goddamn drives off with a frickin' putter. Like... To be able to watch amateurs play and kind of get on my level a little bit, that was awesome to see. So, uh, Britt ended up taking second place, like I said. And then the Illinois local from Normal, Illinois, Lydia Lyons, ended up getting third place shooting and unfortunately had a kind of a struggle final round, shooting a 13-over final round, finishing at 23 over par for the tournament and an 8-11 rated round. And Lydia... Event averaged at 9, she was 897 rated and averaged out at 904. So she ended up playing seven points above her rating. So I always look at it this, whether it's one, whether it's a million points or whether it's one point, if you're at any points are above what you're rated at, in my mind, that's a win. That's a goddamn win in my book. So, but yeah, uh, Lydia from Normal, Illinois, Illinois local ended up taking the third place finish and I don't think the payouts for them and then Rachel Melo. Uh, ended up getting 4th place with a 29 over par uh, tournament, 6 over final round. Shooting an 870 rated final round. And aver- event averaging at uh, 893, which was 33 points above her rating at 860. And Rachel May- Mello is from Moab, or Mob, Utah. So, big congratulations to them, especially the Illinois local Lydia Lions getting the 3rd place finish at the NADGT Championships. And ended up taking and Aria ended up taking home, I believe, yes, twenty five hundred dollars with Brit getting twelve hundred and then Lydia getting rounding out the payouts for FPO with an eight hundred dollar third place finish. So uh overall I was actually super happy that the fact that uh the disc golf network showed the NADGT championships and then also Joe post covers the final round and had uh Jeremy Colling, Nate Sexton, and Paul Ulibarri all doing commentary on it. So if I can get to that point, which I'm not going to say it's probably going to be next year or the year after, hopefully in the next couple of years, if I get to a point where I get to be on that thing and have those men be commentary, doing commentary to my name, my God, am I going to wear the biggest I love. <laughs> I love big, sexy, berry commentary or whatever it's called. So I'm definitely a big one of those. So. Congratulations to Micah Groth and Aria Castruita as being your MPO and your FPO 2021 National Amateur Disc Golf Tour Mm -hmm. National Champions. So, congratulations to you guys there. All right. Real quick, I want to talk about uh, the award show for all my Illinois locals out there happening this Friday at November 5th. At. I, I should say on November 5th. At. It says the Canyons here, but it's actually at the Roxy theater in lockport illinois and the address for that is 1017 1017 south state street in lockport illinois it is going to be a um it's called the deli it's going it's been two years in the making um it's just basically award show uh giving people awards that were involved in the greater juliet tour series Uh anybody who's won awards off of that you know won awards towards points um, is going to be happening this, uh, Friday night at five, which I believe the registration, if I'm not mistaken, yes, closes today at seven. Okay. So at seven o'clock tonight, so that's in about four hours from now. Um, registration will close for that. There is still, uh, 86 spots left to be signed up. It is $50. I'm sure it's going to be like 55 after tax. Um, but yeah, it should be a hell of a good time. um. Tickets, like I said, will be available through discgolfscene.com on Friday, which had already happened on back October 8th at 7. Tickets are only $50 and include two drink tickets, food, and a deli swag bag. Cash Bar is also available. The Deli is, this is going to be an award show, so like I said, celebrating the Greater Juliet Tour Series overall points winners and also awarding standout people in our community. No assigned seating at the venue. There is a mix of round tables, bar seating, and tables in the basement. Plenty for everyone. It is de- and DJing the event will be legend Brian Cummings. Pool table and air hockey will be also available as well as Raffles. Please bring items in the raffle. It is much appreciated. All proceeds will be going to raise funds for Shanahan T-Pads and Baskets at the Community Park in Shanahan, Illinois. And also, I do want to talk to Sean about this thing because I do want to have my podcast included in it. I want to be able to, like, do... Just basically talk about it, I guess. Um, It's just a stupid idea I have, but I probably won't be able to do it because, um, like I said... I. I don't I don't have the money for that, man. It's $50. I don't have the money. I'm not going to have the money until probably tomorrow, so I'm not even going to be able to even sign up for the damn thing, but I was going to pretty much have my podcast go live during the award ceremony and just basically, you know, telev- not like televise it, but like Facebook live it, I guess, the award show. That way, if people can't make it, they can still watch it, so. Um, and... But knowing Sean and knowing Sheila and the Delwood community, I'm sure they'll have somebody doing Facebook Live just for that event. So, And then, of course, the one and only Master of Ceremonies will be the one and only, like I said, Anthony Tuan Rodriguez, and also special guest, uh, disc golf pro tour legend Philo Brathwaite will also be a special guest there. So if you guys want to come out, get your picture taken with Philo, or get some uh, uh, stuff autographed from him, and just have a flat out good time with Philo, Philo. Uh, that would be the event for you. And it it's happening this Friday night at, at from six PM to eleven PM at the Roxy Theater in Lockport, Illinois. And again, the address for that is ten seventeen South State Street, uh Lockport, Illinois, from six to eleven with Philo Brathwaite. So And Sean Callahan, I better win something for that. Even though I can't be there, I better get something for it. I better be like better be get like podcast of the year or something for the Illinois. <laughs> I'm Just kidding that'd be something wouldn't it no it'd be hilarious but definitely super excited to hear about that and unfortunately even though i won't be able to go to it this year definitely because most likely they'll have it next year i do plan on going next year so but hurry and sign up for that like i said 86 spots left um and registration closes in about uh three hours and 40 minutes so get on that 50 dollars, 55 probably after tax and whatnot so all right, and moving on and closing wrapping up our opening topics real quick. I'm just going to talk briefly about the tournament that I will be playing in. Ooh, I'm looking at a Disc Golf scene right now and there is a they're actually having a warm up for the Walnut Open. $20 a team. All right. I might do that. I actually might do that. It's a doubles tournament hosted by Plastic Addicts. That sounds interesting. But, as you all know, a couple weeks ago, I won my very first tournament ever at the Illinois Valley Invitational, and after a week off of resting and trying to get my mind refocused for this tournament coming up this weekend, I will be heading out to Walnut, Illinois for the Walnut Open. It is a PDGA C-tier event hosted by John Hawbaker. Um, this tournament will see 76 players ranging all the way from, uh, MJ, uh, junior division, junior under eight, 18 and under, uh, all the way up from novice women up to the MPO, uh, MPO. Uh, FPO is, does not have anybody signed up for this. Uh, for pro divisions, it's just MPO. And then for amateur divisions, it's MA1, MA40, MA2, MA3, and MA4. So... And then FA3 and FA4. So women aren't really included in this unless it's rec women or that. But about this tournament, and registration is still open, but like I said, all the spots are full. So you'll just get end up being putting on, getting put on wait lists, which recently has been happening a lot where people have been getting taken off of that. But... For anybody who is playing the Walnut Open, this and has not che- and has not seen this yet, uh, at 8 a.m., tournament check-in will be at the Central Pavilion with a round one shotgun start at 9. Lunch break will be between noon and 1 with the round two shotgun start starting at 1. And then pay- payouts and award ceremonies will end at 4:15 p.m. So, it's basically an all-day thing. I'm kind of relieved that the round one doesn't start till 9 because I don't have to wake up at the crack of goddamn dawn and freaking travel an hour and 15 minutes to go to this thing so um yeah so between eight and nine is tournament check-in and then or eight between eight and eight i'm assuming that way give you like 10 15 minutes to start off yada 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 do what you got to do get whatever you got to do get prepared for that so This course is a gem of a course that deserves to host an annual tournament as great as the course is. It does need some maintenance and improvement, however. So please sign up if you have not yet for it for the 50-50 CTP and also the A spot, as the proceeds will go towards making this course a premier stop in the area and also can possibly become bigger than just a C-tier event. So uh, the layout will be a 19-hole temp layout with added OB to make the course both safer and more challenging for everyone. All necessary OB hazard or Mando information will be clearly marked on the whole science and all OB hazards and Mandos will be clearly marked on the course to reduce all potential confusion. So it's going to be kind of interesting to do that. And, I'm si- This will hopefully be my last uh, tournament for MA4. I am rated 849, just one point under, moving up to MA3. And after my big win that, the rating system doesn't come out till Tuesday. So I'm kind of cheating the system a little bit and being like, oh, well, I'm going to get this in before the rating system comes out so I can. Um, but I did actually receive an email from John, and I didn't actually even see it until um, last night. And he was just basically first off congratulating me on my win. Uh, at the Illinois Valley Invitational, you know, and just basically telling me that even though the new rating system won't be out until after this tournament, uh, with me after that win um, in the way I, you know, my event averaged out at 896, he was didn't say I had to, but he was encouraging me um, to move up to MA3 and play in MA3 for this tournament. And I honestly, and after think after reading that email, I honestly thought about it for a little bit. And as much as I would love to be like, yeah, you know, put me up at MA3, I have not gotten a chance to go out there and practice this course. I've never played the course before. Um, And then when I hear all this, like, added on, you know, hazards and OB and all this and that, it's like, do I really want to move up a division and kind of kill my confidence a little bit, or do I want to just play my division and see what happens? So I think I'm just going to do that. Um, the The only thing that sucks about it is, like, I just don't like, you know, if I don't want to be that person, that's like, oh, I want to stay in i I. I'm going to stay in M. A. Four for this one, and then I go to the event, and then I'm just getting weird looks from everybody. You know, it's just kind of, it, it, I don't know. I don't think that would necessarily happen, but like I talked to my mom about it, and she told me if it were me, I would do it because until that rating system comes out, you technically can stay in that division. So she said I would. I, there's no point in changing it now. So especially with probably tea time's going to or all the information is going to be ready and available by tomorrow or Friday. So, but. John, I did receive your email. I just want you to know that John Hall Baker. but unfortunately, like I said, I'm not going to be able to practice the course, never played it. I'm going to be playing it blind. So I would just feel more confident if I just stayed in my division. But uh, my final tournament of the year is November 21st at Evergreen at 50 Acre Park in Evergreen Park, Illinois, hosted by Michael Walsh. And that one will be MA3. I will be an MA3 for that one. So I'm uh, Very excited to see what I can do at the Walnut Disc Golf Course in Walnut, Illinois for the Walnut Open this Saturday. Uh, after my performance there, but like I said, I'm playing it blind. Uh, mindset for that would be going into the first round would just be attack off the tee. If I put myself in a good spot, go for the birdie or whatever I can get. If I put myself in a bad spot after the tee, just lay up, just lay, end up you know playing it safe, take what you can get if you have to bogey, bogey. You know, dwell on it for about a, dwell on it for a sec. Move on to the next hole because if you just continue dwelling on one bad hole, if you're going to end up screwing your entire—not only your whole entire roundup, but just in your entire tournament. It'll just complete completely be a whole mental uh, mind fuck. So, but. Other than that, I'm very excited about that this Saturday. Like I said, I'm. Ex- I got two more tournaments that will wrap up this year as I go out to the Walnut Open on this Saturday on November 6th, and then doing Flight of the Turkeys on November 21st. So, I was gonna do. Pro- I was thinking about doing the Ugly Sweater that Sean's running at Trinity on uh, December 11th and 12th, but like, registration opens November 13th next uh, next Friday, and no, November 12th, right? Yeah, November 12th, I'm sorry. It'll be on that Friday. And um, as much as I would love to do it because I did it last year, even though I didn't play that well, I would like to redeem myself at Trinity. $65 for, for that? I mean, I mean, granted, yes, a lot of people do pay prices like that nowadays, and yes, that is great. But I just think, for me personally, especially like being financially screwed as much as I put myself in those situations i put myself in um 65 especially in the middle of december during the holiday season just is a little too much for me so unfortunately i will not be competing at the ugly sweater two this year but hopefully i can get my schedule and life situated by next season and we can have more tournaments other than the 18 i did this year so all right, guys, and now we're gonna. Those about wraps up my opening topics for this episode, and now let's move on to the closing topics. And we'll start off with the main topic of the show, and that would be the that uh, November first, this past Monday, the two thousand twenty two Disc Golf Pro Tour Silver Series schedule was released to the public. And as much as some of these tournaments I'm seeing on here, I'm super excited to see the watch play them play them. I am so upset that the Clash of the Canyons uh, will not be on the Silver Series schedule next season due to scheduling conflicts um, with that. They wanted to ha- have them do hosted on like a certain weekend. I think it had to do with something doing with the weekend uh, of Ludstone and all this and that, um, like you know, with the both tournaments being in Illinois. So. And they unfortunately weren't able to get a deal done. So, unfortunately, in 2022, we will not be... The Clash of the Canyons will still be an A-tier event, but sadly won't be on the Silver Series schedule and also won't be on the network. Um, but my excuse, like I told Gavin earlier today when I talked to him, was um, the world was just not ready. The Disc Golf Pro Tour was just not ready for Dan Schlitter to schlit on all of those mother effers. So, I'm just I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, unfortunate. But um, hopefully, we'll get it back and up and running better than ever. And hopefully, in the future, we can even get uh, Dellwood bigger. We can make it an elite series event. Come on, I'm rooting for it. Let's go. <laughs> so. But I am. This is coming from Altai World Disc Golf's uh, website that was written by Charlie Eisenhood, and it said on and he writes on Monday. The PDGA announced the 2022 8-tier schedule, which completes the calendar for competitive disc golf. In the announcement, the slate of nine of the 8-tier disc golf Pro Tour Silver Series events were released. Here is the 2022 DGPT Silver Series schedule announced thus far. Now, I don't understand. I don't See, when they say thus far, that usually makes me believe that there's going to be more. But, like, I just wrote all of these tournaments down for next season. Like, all all the way up from elite majors and down the silver um and it's ridiculous like it says yeah i can freaking find it in my gosh dang notes there we go nope that's still not it doo, 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 doo. there we go okay so 2022 is like it says we got one 30 events All the range ranging from elite series to majors to silver series events. So when they say thus far, I just feel like they're adding more. But there's already 30 freaking tournaments on the freaking tour. Like I just feel like I feel like that's more than enough. But your 2022 DGPT Silver Series schedule will show this. From starting the first one will be March 18th through the 20th in Belton, Texas, for the Open at Belton which was actually on the Silver Series last year, and saw Ricky Wysocki and Katrina Allen taking that down. Um, I may, hopefully they'll be on it this year again and can hopefully take out another win, especially my girl Kat. As she, as age is get, getting up to her, she's going to be 36 next year. Um, so I'm expecting a lot of big, big pushes from her, especially run, coming up in the next few years before she is considered to be in the Masters category. Um, so... But the Open at Belton was actually a fun tournament to watch, especially seeing Ricky Wysocki playing as dominant as he did along with Katrina uh, and also playing Silver Series events. Silver Series events are just fun to me. I just feel like even though major events or elite events are very competitive, I just feel like there's something about Silver Series events that just make it a little more competitive. Like maybe there's not as much like publicity. Maybe there's not as much to lose. Maybe they're just got a lot, they have not, don't have as much to lose in those tournaments. I don't know. But I just felt like this, this last past season... That silver series events were a little more exciting to me, but other other than watching um, uh, the disc golf pro tour championships this year when Nathan Queen took that down, and then watching Worlds, that that's incredible. So uh, that will start. That'll be the first silver series event of 2022. The Open at Belton on March 18th to the 20th in Belton, Texas, and then the second one will be the Music City Open in Nashville, Tennessee, on April 1st to the 3rd. Which if many of you watched the season this year. Uh, the Music City Open was actually September 24th, 26th of this year. So moving up to April 1st of the 3rd of next year is a big, kind of a big jump. Um, but this past Music City Open winners were Mason Ford and Haley King. So hopefully we can actually, maybe we can see a repeat of them winning this next year's one. Or maybe seeing some new names in the in that one as well. So that'll be the second uh, Silver Series event, April 1st of the 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee, called the Music City Open. So. And then the third Silver Series event of 2022 is actually a new one that's coming to the thing, will be called the Open at Tallahassee, and that's in Tallahassee, Florida, going April 8th through the 10th, and that one was not on here last year, so I did not do my homework unfortunately, and I did not see who won that, but the third Silver Series event of the year is Open at Tallahassee, and that'll be April 8th through the 10th, and I'm kind of excited to see what that'll be, so... And then your fourth Silver Series event of twenty twenty two will be an event that was on the national tour this year. And that was the uh Masters Cup that was in, took place in Santa Cruz, California. Uh it takes place in Santa Cruz, California. That'll be May thirteenth through the fifteenth. As last year's winners saw Paige Pierce for the FPO and Adam Hammond for the MPO taking that down. Uh maybe we'll see the repeat winners. Um maybe we'll see, hopefully we'll see, maybe we'll see some new ones. Who knows? But Super excited for that one to come back too, and the one that I'm really, I'm very excited to see that is finally coming back after two years gone due to COVID and crap and scheduling conflicts last year. But June 10th through the 12th in Estacada, Oregon, it'll it's coming back, people. We got the Beaver State Fling coming back, and that'll be June 10th and 12th. And for anybody who doesn't know what the Beaver State Fling is, all you need to know what the tournament is. The tournament was the tournament that. Mr. Philo Brathwaite had his albatross on that par five. If anybody has ever seen that video of the of the, of the him getting the throwing that like 300 350 foot or 400 foot shot uh, second shot into the basket on a par five, uh, incredible. Um, that was taking place at the Beaver State Fling. So after being two years away from the disc golf pro tour, I'm very very excited to see it come back. Um, so yeah, I'm just. God, I'm so happy for that one. So that'll take place June 10th through the 12th in Estacada, Oregon, called at the Beaver State Fling. So, and also as well as the Beaver State Fling, after two years of being off the disc golf pro tour due to COVID restrictions and traveling issues due to COVID, the PCS Sula Open will be July 13th through the 16th in Langevag, Norway, which will be the sixth. Yeah, the sixth Silver Series event and will be right before the European Open that takes place. Oh, no, oh, sorry, I'm looking at 2021, sorry. And then the European Open that will take place on the 21st to the 24th. So they're doing the Sula Open for Silver Series in Norway and then doing the European Open in Finland. So all the American pros. We're finally going, people. We're finally being able to travel back and go back across these and play European tur- uh, tournaments. So look out for next season on July 13th and the 16th, the PCS Sula Open in Langevag, Norway. And then watching the European Open in Nokia, Finland. So very excited to see that the Disc Golf Pro Tour is going back to the European uh, countries. So. And then the 7th uh, Tour Series stop, which ended up taking the place of the Clash of Canyons, because like I said, they wanted to have Clash of Canyons uh, August 5th through the 7th, With after because of Ledgestone being Ledgestone being the 11th and 14th, so that, w- that would have made a lot of sense. Uh, unfort- due to unfortunate uh, scheduling conflicts with Sean and Delwood and all them, The Clash of Cannons, unfortunately, will not be on the Silver Series, so taking its place will be the Mid-America Open that saw, I believe, Kyle Klein and Heather Young winning it last year. Yeah. Uh, A couple of young players under the age of 20 winning it last year, so excited to see that uh, tournament coming back, even though I'm a little annoyed that that's going to be in the place of Clash because, in my opinion, Clash was better. But, uh, yeah, but... but. Mid-America Open, August 5th through the 7th in Columbia, Missouri, for your seventh stop on the Silver Series schedule. And then your eighth stop will be the Pittsburgh Flying Disc Open, starting on September 9th through the 11th, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I've never seen this course played. I've never seen it, which I got to go back and watch some um, post production. But from what I've heard from Jack Fillenworth and Alex Ator, the course is a lot of fun. Super excited, uh, exciting to play. Or they, because they've never played. I mean, they've never played it either. But they just the way the course is laid out, it's a fun tournament to watch. So I'm very excited to see that coming back for the Disc Golf Pro Tour. So that, and then we actually have, and we actually have two more silver series events. But these events actually do not take place until after the disc golf pro tour championships. And I will let you know, and I will let you uh, now read more about that after this. But. The Disc Golf Pro Tour Championships for 2022 will take place, I believe, starting October 13th, yes, until the 16th, which will end, up, end the 2022 Disc Golf Pro Tour season. And then Lake Marshall Open will start on October 28th or the 30th in Lake Marshall, Virginia, um, and that and that which will be like a week, uh, yeah, about three weeks, yeah, or two weeks, sorry. After the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championships. And then on November 11th and the 13th in Jacksonville, Florida. There will be a, the final Tour uh, Silver Series event of the year. And that will be the New World Championship. Um, so those two events, Lake Marshall Open and New World Championship, I've never heard of. I'm excited to see what it is. Um, and so yeah, just the fact that we're having all these events playing next year. Over 30 events total. That's insane. So, but... Yes, that is your 2022 Disc Golf Pro Tour Silver Series schedule, as they said already, announced thus far. But I believe that'll end up being a thing. Unless COVID happens, something with lockdowns happens and something has to get removed. Um, But as you guys know, if that ever happens, your boy's got your back. He'll tell you, hey, this tournament's canceled. Hey, this one's postponed. You know, something like that. So. But as expected, two former National Tour events, the Masters Cup and Beaver State Flying, will appear on this year's Silver Series, a series of events that earn reduced DGPT points. A third National Tour event from 2021, the Music City Open, joins them as well. The Open at Tallahassee, Pittsburgh Flying Disc Open, Lake Marshall Open, and the New World Championship are all new to the Silver Series lineup. Five of 2021's seven Silver Series events, including the Vintage Open, the Challenge at Goat Hill Park. Resistance Dis Open, the Stafford Open, and, unfortunately, Clash at the Canyons will not return to the Tour in 2022. Notably, two of this year's events, the Lake Marshall Open and New World Championships, take place following the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championships. The DGPT announced that the 2023 season that's right, they, that the 2023 season will begin in late 2022 with those two events. So the points earned there will count towards qualification for the championship and uh, for the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championships next in 2023. The points earning structure and 2022 media plan for Silver Series events have not yet been determined and are expected in early December. So but uh, in early December, they'll announce the, like Jomez and Gatekeeper and Ace Run Pro and... GK Pro and uh, Central Coast Disc Golf will all release their schedules and what tournaments they'll be doing for post-production. So, And that won't come until early December. And when that announcement happens, your boys got you. <laughs> but the Redis- Resistance Discs Open and Stafford Open are not on the A-tier calendar at all. The other three events, um, Vintage Open Challenge at Goat Hill and the Clash at the Canyons, are still running as standard A-tiers with, hopefully scheduling conflicts not being an issue next year so but uh, that yeah that is your 2022 silver series um schedule and so that's very exciting to hear about so Um, like i said there's a couple so uh, overall 2022's disc golf pro tour full schedule looks pretty good and to be honest if anybody let's just kind of go through this real quick because we still got 20 minutes before my episode's over so i kind of want to you know, stretch this out as much as I possibly can. So, but um, this year's the next year's uh, full schedule. I'm just gonna read this real quick. Uh, we'll start uh, well before uh, this one. It will be will be the Disc Golf Pro Tour All Star Weekend, which they have not announced yet. Um, so I'm excited to hear about that. Um, but after that, it'll be starting on February 24th to the 27th. Will be the Las Vegas Challenge. Then we get a couple weeks off, and we go out to the middle of March for Waco. And then the Open at Belton will be the first Silver Series event right after that. And then rounding out March will be Texas State's Championships. And then we have five tournaments in the month of April, going from Music City Open, Open at Tallahassee, the PDGA Champions Cup, which is the first major of the year, and then also uh, along with Jonesboro, and also DDO, formerly known as GBO, the Dynamic Disc Open. And then for, uh, there's only two tournaments taking place in May, and that'll be the Masters Cup, which is a Silver Series event, and the OTV Open, which is the Elite Series event, both taking place in California. And then we have three tournaments going taking place in June, starting from Portland, the Portland Open and the Beaver State Fling, both taking place in Oregon, being Elite and Silver Series events. And then rounding out the month of June will be the Preserve Championship in Minnesota, the course that is designed by Kale LaVisca. And then... Uh, and then the first week of July, we'll see the second major of the year, and that'll be the USWDGC, which we saw Paige Pierce take down last year. And then the other there's other four other tournaments in July after that, starting with Wild in Kentucky. And then traveling across the pond to Norway for the PCS Sula Open, and then Finland for the European Open. Then we're coming back to the States in Michigan for uh, Great Lakes Open, Mid-America Open in Missouri... And then we're going back to Illinois for Ledgestone, which Ledgestone is considered one of the biggest events of the 2022, uh, uh, I shouldn't just say 2022 season, just in disc golf pro tour in general. And the the outcome of last year was awful. The fact that it ended up getting rained out and Kyle Klein was dominating the way he was and ended up having to go based off, you know, because they didn't compete as many, or they didn't play enough holes to make a, a sanctioned round. So I ended up getting a co-winners from Calvin and Calvin Heinberg and Ricky Wysocki. Um, I don't want to see that this year. I want to see actual winners. And actually, I feel like with that being can- the last round being canceled this year, I feel like next year, the Ledge is going to be bigger and even better than ever. And I'm excited for that. And hopefully I can play the amateur side of that as well as disc Great Lakes Open as I took second place in the Great Lakes Open amateur size for M- side for MA4 uh, this past July. So... And then Des Moines Challenge will take place right after that in Iowa with Worlds not happening until starting on the 30th of August, going back to Kansas, going back to Emporia for Worlds. And, hope- and can we see another big first-time winner? I, yeah, you know what? Is, even though he's getting older, I, my dark horse next year. I want Nate Sexton. Nate Sexton's my dark horse for the 2022 World Championships. The fact that that man came so close this year, um, I want to see him win it so goddamn bad. He would be my dark horse. and, and then see, Or to see Barsby do it again. That'd be dope. Uh, Chandler, Fly will always be my dark horse, as well as Gavin Rathbun. But my, if, if we're gonna not, ju- not friendship wise, if we're gonna be like all serious wise. Nate Sexton and uh, Chan- uh, Greg Barsby would be my two dark horse picks for Worlds next year. And then, tur- and that will round up the tournaments in August. And then start. Uh, turn- we have three tournaments in uh, September with the Pittsburgh Flying Disc Open, and then we have two playoff events this year, which playoff points. It basically anybody who's, uh, I don't know how the system goes. I don't know if it's a top 32 that will be in it for MPO, and then I think they're doing 16 behind it and doing a playoff to see who can get the most points of that. I, I, I actually have, new re- I kind of need to read more into that. So, But um, those two events will be played as playoff events, and that will be GMC and MVP. Which GMC this year so I believe, Dickerson won it. Yeah. Chris Dickerson, Haley King, and then MVP was won by Adam Hammes and Katrina Allen. So. And then, we well, got two more tournaments that round out the 2022 season, and that would be the USDGC, the final major of the year in South Carolina, as well as the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship, rounding out the Disc Golf 2022 season in North Carolina at Hornets Nest. And then... Uh, and then, like I said, starting on October twenty-eighth or the 3rd it'll be the Lake Marshall Open in Virginia, and November eleventh to the thirteenth will be the New World Championships in Florida, and those will be pretty much the the startups to the twenty twenty-three season, and we'll go to and you can earn points from those events towards the championships of next year. So that's very exciting to hear. It's very exciting to talk about. So. Like I said, man, just expect just wait just expect it. The sport's gonna just keep growing and getting bigger and bigger every year. So um and that about wraps that about had really had on the uh Silver series, you know. Um now, while we round out the closing events, and then I want to get into the biggest part of the show, and that's the wrap-up at the end. I mean, it's, that's, that sounds awful saying that's the biggest part of the thing, but it's a main, I got a major announcement uh, I have coming for you. So, um, closing thoughts. Um, I basically just want to t- take a moment to really take a few minutes to just think uh, about what I've, where I've come uh, from joining the PDGA last year in August to where I am now and uh being 1 point away from moving up a division busting my ass for a season and a half getting my very forget f- finally getting my very first win on the PDGA after coming so close at D-Glow, getting second and then getting third place at the uh David Reed Memorial um finally got finally got it finally got my opportunity finally got my win um so and well, you know what? Let's go. So why don't we go ahead and go through Cody Interval's stats of 2021 real quick, shall we? So we got a little time to kill real here. But Cody Interval's 2021 stats. Um, out of I've done 16 events so far. I have done 11 novice events, five recreational events, earning a, a, a combined in 905 and. A, Oh, and a half am total points. Um, basically, the point system, I didn't even know what it, the point system meant until, like, the other day when Ator, Alex Ator was telling me about it. And Jack Fillenworth. Basically, if you're in the MA1, and you have to earn, like, a certain amount of points, or any MA1 or higher... Um, you have to earn a certain amount of points to get invited to Am World and uh, USA DGC. Those were two tournaments I wanted to do ne- uh, next year, and I didn't even know that you had to have certain amount of points to get into it. Which I kind of assumed something big had to, you know, be of a thing. So, in order for that, to ha- in order for me to be able to play that, so I knew there had to be a catch, but. 't be on my won't be on my schedule next year but hopefully it'll be hopefully sometime in the future so but as of so far this year I've done sixteen events I've played eleven novice events and five rec events like I said nine hundred five and a half am total points so far um, out of the five recreational events I have done uh, I did one at the Oaks uh, at iOS 107 the northwood open iOS 109 Oswego open the fam the Cody drew classic ran by my buddy David Damon Morstatter, and then My final recreational event of the year so far until I do Flight of the Turkeys on November 21st was the Ileana Open, the iOS 110. And for those who don't know what iOS stands for, it stands for the Illinois Open Series that is ran by Mike Caprica. And Mike is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, Super serious, super funny, always takes the sport very seriously, takes all of his tournaments very seriously, runs hell of a great events. Um, if anybody's never gotten the opportunity to do a Mike Caprica Rand event, please get the opportunity to go out and do it. He's a hell of a good person, hell of a funny guy, good disc golfer, and he's got he's got jokes and stories for days. So if you ever get a chance to play an iOS event and, and micro or a Mike Caprica tournament Rand event, uh, get please do. It's it's gonna be, it would be worth the time. But out of those five events, my worst finish was thirtieth place at the Oswego Open with bad wind and rain and stuff, just kind of not getting, kind of losing my mental stability and that, and kind of falling off pace there. Um, and then my best finish for rec was finishing sixth place at the Cody Drew Classic, the Fam. Which funny story about that tournament is because, yes, it says on here that I got a top ten finish, I got sixth place in a recreational event, but there was only six people in that in that you know division at that tournament. There wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a big field. So, but you know, I, even though as much as I got last in that, I even told myself, I'm like, Hey man, it's still going to stay on the PDG, I got top 10 finish in a, in a MA3 event. So I'll take that any day. <laughs> and then my second best finish was ninth place at the Ileana Open. So, and then another funny story about the fam, if I would have played my division novice, um, I would have won by a stroke. So who knows if I would have played that, I would have I would have two career wins on the PDG instead of one, but unfortunate. You can't really think about that too much, but. It's hard for me not to, especially when it was kind of, especially if I would have played my division for that, I would have won literally by a fucking stroke. So, but then out of the 11 novice events I've done so far, my worst finish was at the Unstable Open 3 at Highland Park. Uh, I finished 15th place for that, which, which, which actually was a bad time for me. Um, after round one, I ended up seeing myself in like so, solo second or solo third feeling pretty good going into it, ended up having like a two-stroke lead with like eight holes left to go or something like that, and I just completely fell apart, like I think I did like seven or six over in the final eight holes, ended up getting like eighth place or something, went from being solo first, like tied for eighth or ninth, and then I get told by Ryan Fancher that uh, I actually did a a goof on a scoring card, where I actually gave... Someone a par on a hole on the final hole and i gave myself a birdie when it should have been vice versa so that was a a mess up on my part so unfortunately i ended up having to take a two-stroke penalty because of that ended up getting tied for 15th because of it and didn't end up getting a payout so um learning experience definitely got to double make sure you're keeping you double check everything when you're doing live scoring because stuff like that can happen um and it is unfortunate so but if I'm being completely honest, if if that were going to happen to me, I'm glad it happened at that tournament, and it was a tournament that I kind of shit the bed at the end with, as opposed to me being up by two strokes. God forbid I end up staying two strokes, end up winning by two strokes, that penalty happens, and then I end up having to take the two-stroke penalty, go tied with the other guy in second, and I have to go play a playoff, and possibly lose it, so very very I you mean, know, as much as i didn't like the fact that that happened to me and unfortunate as it did happen i was overall relieved at the fact that it did if it were to happen it happened when i kind of fell off the pace a little bit so with that being my worst finish this year um other than that event um every all, all the other 10 events i ended up finishing top 10 with two of, the, out of those two of those top 10 events i ended up getting 10th place in, and then my, and then also, this, here's the placements I did. I did Fraction Cup, took 7th, pa- uh, the David Pittner Memorial took 6th, Eureka Open took 5th, Workforce Brewing Open, signed up last minute, took 5th, and then I did iOS 106 and Mississippi Open, that's in Sterling, Illinois, took 6th, took 10th place at the Case Jackson Memorial, Uh, Took second place when I went up to Michigan for the Discraft Great Lakes Open for MA4. Ended up losing by a stroke, which unfortunate. If I were to lay up on two, going back, if I laid up on two holes instead of trying to run it, I would have won by two strokes. So, but like I said, you can't dwell on that stuff. But super happy with how my tournament ended up that weekend. And then I got fourth place at the Illinois State Disc Golf Championships and then fell off the pace taking fifth, finishing 15th at the unstable open three and then um, after doing a couple of events in rec and losing my confidence a little bit i decided to go back and do ma4 and play the david reed memorial which i played blind and after playing uh hole one and then doing holes two and three in a continuance about three times each uh playing a playoff for third place until finally we got to the point where we're like all right, we're just going to do a CTP on this cuz we're going to be out here all day. So, ended up winning that playoff and taking the third place trophy and then uh my late, late recent one was October 23rd and 24th. 23rd and 24th ran by Casey Glade, the Illinois Valley Invitational where I took it down. So, um, out of 16 events, my worst finish was 30th place in REC, and my best finish was first place in Illinois Valley Invitational. So. And then for Cody's season left, uh, as his current rating stands at 849, with new rating system coming out um, on Tuesday, uh, I've done 22 career events so far and have one career win on the PDGA. With upcoming events being this Saturday, November 6th, at uh, the Walnut Open, and then Sunday, November 21st, at Flight of the Turkeys at 50 Acre Park. So. Uh, goals that i have set for myself for 2022 would be um win more play more if i can get up if i can have the money for it i want to travel more i want to be able to move up to ma2 possibly ma1 if i can feel confident enough for that i want to grow the sport more Uh, i want to get more kids involved Uh, i want to do junior ran events i want to do i want i'm going to try and start my own uh company with uh alex ator jack Fillenworth, alex sherman chris luzzo uh called the woodpecker brigade um and that'll be coming out in 2022 and that'll be having work done by my father eric interval from Simeon brothers creative the sponsors of my podcast please follow them if you can um so i got a lot of big things that i'm really excited for and if i could give any advice to anybody who's trying to um, take this sport more seriously and any advice i could possibly give you um during events is just remember these 10 steps and that is just to know your strength know what you can know what distance you can get know what your power is and, and 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 just play play what your strength is play smart play the wind if it's windy out there make sure when you're going up to the tee box you line up your shot you visualize what you want to do with your shot before you do anything throwing wise or anything you want to relax and just take a deep breath If you end up playing a bad hole or doing having a bad hole please just end up dwelling on it for a sec move on recover off that bad hole and then the last the three main steps i guess i could give you is to focus have fun and do not and always remember this don't ever worry about who is in your division and who you're playing again don't ever always your mental uh stability going into that or your mental mindset going into that should always be it's not about it's, it's not you versus them or versus the field. it is you versus the course. It's all based on what you do at that course that day and and depending on what you do at that course that day we'll end up putting you in that spot. so a couple big things I have to, I'm excited to and excited to have hopefully go on for me in 2022 and hopefully bigger things will happen for me in the future of that so All right, guys, well, that about wraps up Episode 9 this week of Off the Chains. Uh, I want to take a few seconds, like I said, again, to thank a couple people out there. Uh, Like I said earlier in the show, I wanted to thank Mike McKetta, who follows me now on Spotify. Thank you, Mike, for that. Uh, Angel and Jake Farmer for always sharing my uh, episodes on Facebook and all that, and also giving me shout-outs on Snapchat and encouraging people to come give me, waste an hour with me. Uh, and talking things disc golf so thank you everybody also want to thank my parents for all their love and support not only my entire life but also the fact that they have been my biggest support two of my biggest supporters on in my disc golf career especially my mother who has always been the one i've called before every tournament saying hey i know i'm feeling this i'm feeling that she, no matter how i'm feeling she always knows what to say no matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing whether it is she's never wrong. Even if it's a good thing or even if it's a bad thing, she's never wrong. She'll be honest with you. And I think that's what helps me get through my tournaments so easily or mentally is because she won't lie to me and tell me what I want to hear. She'll be straight up honest. Like if she doesn't think I'm going to do well at this tournament. She would tell me she would be like, you just got to play your best. It might be a challenging, but you just got to do the best you can do. And no matter what happens, I'll be proud of you regardless. So one of my biggest supporters, so mom, thank you so much. And Dad, I love you to death too. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you, Jack, Phil and Worth, Alex Ator, and Chris Lozo for getting me into this uh, getting me to play more. But uh, if it wasn't for my older brother Kyle Intervolt, I probably wouldn't be into the sport as much as I was. Him introducing me to it back in 2009. So thank you, Kyle, so much, uh, big brother. I love you to death. Thank you so much. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even have a win on the uh, PDGA. So I, t- I dedicate most of my winnings or most of my success in disc golf to you. So, um, and also, as I got a minute and a half before my episode ends. Everyone, please follow me on Spotify, follow me on Anchor, follow me on Google Podcasts and other podcast platforms that I am available on. Please follow me there. And also, I am pleased to announce this, that this uh, at 6 or 7 o'clock next Wednesday night, I will be heading to Aurora, Illinois. If you, not have, if you have not seen my post on Snapchat or Facebook, I will be heading to Aurora, Illinois um, next Um, Wednesday night, and I will be doing an exclusive one-on-one interview with Disc Golf Pro Tour touring pro, and Illinois local, that's right, that man from Oswego, Illinois, Mr. Gavin Rathbun will be on the show discussing things disc golf, discussing his past season he just had, and also discussing his injury that he sustained this season, his rec- uh, surgery, his recovery time, and when we can expect him in the 2022 season. And also, Gavin, if you want to bring your girlfriend Destiny uh on the show i would love to get her thoughts on what it's like to be the girlfriend of a touring pro as well as what she does during the times that you are away so would definitely like to bring her on too that'd be awesome to hear her thoughts and stuff if anybody has any questions for me for to ask gavin next week email the show at off the chains podcast at yahoo.com other than that tell someone you love them this week because not every day is guaranteed for cody interval 148739 i'll see you all next week with gavin